Good evening. Good to have you in the house of God with us tonight. Welcome to those who are live and in person, and those who are joining us, hopefully in the next minute or so, via Facebook Live, and later on through our podcast, and also through YouTube. So we're glad to have you. Continuing tonight on our uh, lessons and discussion about the Holy Spirit. We are a Pentecostal church, so I do believe we need to understand as much as we can about the Holy Spirit. Uh, if you have your Bible, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 11. We're going to be talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's not This is the gifts of the Holy Spirit, not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So... Uh, a little bit different conversation there, but these, these are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I'll be reading tonight from the New King James Version, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 11. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. And may God add a blessing to the reading of his word. First thing I'm going to say is this is not a all-inclusive list of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You do find other gifts listed in other places. We typically go to begin to talk about the main gifts of the Holy Spirit. Which is, this is in your questions. The word gift, not plural, gift, singular, is charisma. The word gifts is charismata, M-A-T-A at the end. Have you ever said somebody has charisma? That means they have a particular gift. Most of the time we talk, we're talking about a personality in our normal speech uh, when we say that somebody has charisma. But this comes from the Greek word charisma or for the plural of the word gifts, it is charismata. So what is a gift? A gift from God. Number one, do you have to work for a gift? No. Number two, can you earn the gift? No. So a gift is a favor which one receives without any merit of his own. So uh, another definition, more of a biblical definition for the gift is grace or gifts denoting extraordinary powers. You don't have to know this, but I, I like this definition. 
distinguishing certain Christians and enabling them to serve the church of Christ, the reception of which is due to the power of divine grace operating on their souls by the Holy Spirit. So what is that saying? That is saying uh, that these are extraordinary powers that the Holy Spirit has gifted upon us and that they're distinguishable between Christians. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, but I've never met a person who had all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying you can't. There's nowhere in the Bible that says you can't, but I've never seen one who operated in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are listed in the Bible. So the Holy Spirit is the one who distinguishes what gift each person or what gifts each person uh, will have. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, you can also think of them as manifestations of the Holy Spirit. I mean, those uh, throughout this, it was reading the gift of word of wisdom, the gift of uh, word of knowledge, all these different gifts by what? One Spirit. And the Holy Spirit manifests Himself in different ways, especially within the body of Christ, in order to help the whole body of Christ. If you need a word of knowledge, but the only gift in operation is the gift of healings, then you're kind of still needing that other gift, right? The Holy Spirit moves, manifests himself, or demonstrates himself is another way of saying that, or expresses himself uh, in certain ways. These are evidences of the Holy Spirit at work within the body of Christ. And a gift is a God-given ability or empowerment. And it honors both Christ and it builds up others in the church. Here's where we need to be cautious. The Bible tells us to seek the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but not to seek them for our own good in order to build up our self-esteem or to say, I operate in this gift. Am I not great? But the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for the enabling and the empowerment of the whole church, the edification of the church. While they are to be sought after, uh, it is not in order to build up oneself, but to minister to the body. The God-given abilities that honor Christ and build up others in the church. So these gifts are meant to work through individual believers, I think that's in your questions, for the common good of the church. A gift will work through an individual in order to bless or for the common good of the church. An example would be a tongues and interpretation. A tongue is given, possibly during a worship service. That tongue is to encourage or edify or speak to the body. While it benefits the individual, its sole purpose is not to benefit one individual, but to benefit the body of Christ. So uh, hopefully I'm not being unclear in saying this. If you have your Bible with you, can I get somebody to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7? And what does that say? So that you come behind and know this, what you're of our Lord. 
What is this saying? It's saying that God desires for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to continue in operation all the way up until Christ returns. There are denominations that say that the gifts of the Holy Spirit have ceased. Contrary to what 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 7 tells us. Uh, and as we look at chapter 12, which is where we're concentrating our study, the whole uh, of chapter 12 is really a commentary on members of the body being appointed for specific functions by the Holy Spirit. God has a plan and a design for you, a purpose, if you will. He has gifted you with at least one gift of the Holy Spirit uh, in order to bless the body of Christ. Uh, we, we see that, and this whole chapter is really a commentary uh, on members of the body having specific functions that are put upon them by the Holy Spirit. Everybody has a work to do. Each one of us have a work to do. So while there's a wide variety of gifts uh, and, and function within the church, it is the Holy Spirit that assigns them to individual members. In this list, the gifts of the Holy Spirit range from the word of wisdom all the way down to interpretation of tongues. But as we said at the beginning, that is not an all-inclusive list of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They are found in Romans. They are found in various other places uh, in the Bible, and we're going to talk about those. If you have your Bible open to First uh, Corinthians chapter twelve, verses twenty-eight through thirty, Paul also includes in the gifts of the Spirit ministries that are typically associated with uh, leadership. But this is in the same chapter talking about gifts of the Holy Spirit. So these gifts are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Many times they're referred to, at least in Pentecostal realms, as the fivefold ministry. Romans chapter 12, verses 7 through 8, there's some additional gifts of the Holy Spirit that are listed, such as service. Service is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Exhortation. Giving or liberality is a gift of the Holy Spirit, and so is mercifulness. Uh, the gift of, of giving people mercy is a gift of the Holy Spirit. These gifts uh, may not necessarily include uh, every spiritual gift. When you begin to add those, they become more inclusive of, of all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. All members of the body of Christ, all members of the body within a church, you could also say, possess some gift. It's very specific. It tells us that we all possess some gift. Now, are we operating within that gift? Sometimes yes, and sometimes no. Uh, but it's very specific that the Holy Spirit has given each one of us a gift. And uh, we can operate within that. So to each, it says, this is from the new uh, King James, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the profit of all. So it doesn't say to some, it says to each. That's what causes us to believe that each person 
in some way has a manifestation of the gift of the Holy, of the Holy Spirit. So no Christian can say, I don't have any function in the body of Christ. What they can say is, I'm not functioning, or I'm not choosing to function in the body of Christ. But they cannot say that they don't have any function in the body of Christ. So, um, yes, Pastor Jason, you have a question or a comment? Well, kind of a comment. The thing that was interesting is when you said this, uh, why it just hit me in a certain way, but you were talking about like the fivefold ministry, you know, the evangelist and stuff. It's interesting because we look a lot of times at the gifts of the Spirit and say that, you know, a person could exercise in one gift, and then later on in life, the Holy Spirit may move on them in a different direction with True. a different gift. And I think it's kind of the same thing with, uh, you know, the even the ministry level, is True. because, like for instance, you know, I was geared towards youth for the longest time. And then all of a sudden it got to the point to where God's now moving me into a different type of field. God can move you through different types of gifts, either with ministry or, you know, just right. in ministry right. to each other. And I think it's what's important for all of us to understand is because there is a diversity of gifts, and we'll talk a little bit later, uh, I'll spill beans, the most important or the best gift is the gift that's needed at the time. I've already kind of said that. The Holy Spirit can minister through us in various ways, in various gifts. I do believe most people have primary gifts of the Holy Spirit where they typically operate within but the Holy Spirit can come upon us and we can operate outside of those primary gifts of the Holy Spirit that we tend to have uh, and as we are open and willing to allow the Holy Spirit to move in our lives God will use us in different ways and we can say that I mean that's just life experience tells me God is already using me differently now than he did when I first started pastor. And every once in a while, I'll minister to someone prophetically, foretell something or tell them this is you know something that the Lord wants you to hear or to know. Uh, and I didn't do that at first. The Holy Spirit, you're right, Jason, can, as we change and grow and allow the Holy Spirit to move in us and through us, then that can look differently throughout our why? And I think the other thing is, is if we use the gift, if we've been given, that he'll give us more. Yes. If we use the gift that we've been given, he'll give us more. The Bible actually confirms that when it's talking about talents to him who is, you know, given. Remember the one who was given ten and the one who was given five and the one who was given one? Well, the principle there is that if you're faithful with what you've been given, then the Lord will bless you with more. And so, uh, and don't hide that gift because it was the, uh, the unfaithful servant who hid that talent and didn't use it uh, that God cast out and he was unpleased or that the master cast out and was unpleased with. So we need to use the gift that God has given to us. Scripture 
that if you had the interpretation, you know, that edifies God, not the person. Sure. Sure. And I knew what she said. And I thought, oh Lord, how could you do this to me? I don't even know anything about it. But I knew the word. And I had to speak what that woman spoke. I had to. For God, not me, not. Well, in her. That's the purpose. But, yeah, because it. That it edifies the whole body. If I had the, right. she would have been out of order. And that wasn't true. Right. And I mean, it was the first Sunday, and I thought, Lord, I don't know how you did this. I don't know where it was. Hmm. But I know it's you. And hmm. sometimes we just have to step out in faith and belief and trust God if we know, as we know the word. Right, right. So, talking about the diversities of gifts, if you look at your own physical body, uh, you're going to see that every member of your body has a function. Now, modern science sometimes will tell us uh, that we don't have to have an appendix, but can I tell you it has a function, right? That we can do without a gallbladder or various things, but all of those have a function and a healthy physical body has everything and every organ functioning. Same thing in the body of Christ. A healthy body of Christ will have a diversity, many gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, working within it. That's why I like to teach about that because I want people to understand that we should be operating uh, in those gifts. Speaking of that, it is not a good thing to wish that you had somebody else's gift. We need to, can I say it this way, stay in our own lane? <laughs> uh, that the Lord has opened up for us and operate within that. Then if the Holy Spirit uses us in a different gift, that's fine. But I don't think we should desire it because someone else has it, but we should desire the gift because it is a gift from the Holy Spirit, right? From God. So we have to be careful that we're not doing that. You know, really prayerfully determine what is my function in the body of Christ? How is God using me? Because I think we I think we ought to be we ought to know how God typically uses us and try to flow in that. Not that he can't use us in a different way, as we've said, but we need to function in that and ask the Holy Spirit to open up opportunities for us to minister that way to the body of Christ. This, it is the Spirit that distributes the gifts sovereignly. What does that word sovereign mean? It means God's in control. God's the one making the decisions. It's not us. It's not somebody else telling me that I have a particular gift of the Holy Spirit. It is God, through the Holy Spirit, distributing those gifts to each individual member of the body or the church local. It, it does mean holy. It's like God's holy order or way is another way to look at that. So it's God who, you see, God is not disorderly or chaotic. As God begins to place us into the body, he understands what gifts are needed in that particular local body. And so many times it'll be a gift that we have that that church needs. 
And so uh, that's important that we're open to that. So it's the prerogative of the Holy Spirit uh, is another way of saying that, to give us the specific gifts. Somebody read verse 21 if you're still in chapter 12. I cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of thee. Okay, so what is that saying? The, the I can't say to the hand, that uh, whatever to the head, uh, I don't need you, I'm independent. What is this saying? The way God works is every member of the body is interdependent. I need you. You need me. We need Susie to work within the gifts of the Holy Spirit that she has. We need James to work within the gifts of the Holy Spirit that he has. And we function well and we're interdependent upon each other uh, as a body of Christ. Since we don't pick the gift, and since we're interdependent with one another, it should rule out any boasting that we would do. Oh, I've got this gift. I'm awesome. Uh, no, I need you. You need me. So what you have, I need. And what uh, I have, you need. I didn't pick the gift. The Holy Spirit picked it for me. So I don't have any reason to boast, right? Because I have this particular gift of the Holy Spirit. So we, we, we can't boast. And I didn't earn it. It was not my, it was not merited by me. Verse 26 tells us not only are we interdependent, but we share in our joys and sorrows. Picture your human body. At times, my left big toe, I even said this one time when I was preaching because it was really hurting. I mean, it was hurting. And, I, and, I, and it just, just came out. I, I, you know, my, my left big toe was hurting. I knew that. My whole body was telling me, your left big toe hurts. My whole body was sharing in the sorrow and the hurt of that. But now when I work out and I feel really good, then my whole body is experiencing the joy of me using my physical body and getting my heart rate up and, and feeling good, right? Uh, and it's the same way within the church. We share in the joys and sorrows of one another. When one of us hurts, those in the body of Christ should hurt with them, feel with them, pray for them, encourage them, lift them up. But also rejoice with them. Oh, praise God. Your son got saved. Hallelujah, right? Uh, your daughter uh, uh, was filled with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. You know, uh, we ought to rejoice in, in the joys together as well. When we look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the overarching purpose of the Holy Spirit giving different gifts to the body of Christ is in order to edify it or to build it up. So if we want the church to be doing well and growing, not, not just numerically, but growing in discipleship and growing in all kinds of different ways, then we need to desire that the Holy Spirit give us those gifts and then operate with Him. 
the gifts of the Holy Spirit that He places upon us. We're going to look at four of these gifts of the Holy Spirit. So, have you heard of the Word of Wisdom? So, what is the Word of Wisdom? It is a practical insight or guidance directed by the Holy Spirit. And, and what is its aim? Its aim is to apply, apply the truth. Why is it a word, word of wisdom? Because it's the truth from God's Word. So it's a word of wisdom. How many knows that the Bible is applicable to our daily life? And that I believe all subjects that we, all things that we will encounter, that there's something in the Bible about that. Maybe not spelled out like we'd like to see it, but but there, here is a word of wisdom. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. It applies the truth or the promise or the directive or the command revealed in God's word. And it gives us specific wisdom about a particular situation or a problem. It is possible for someone to give you a word of wisdom and say, you have been doing this, this is what you have been pursuing, and God would say, that's good, that's what I want you to do. It is also possible for someone to give you a word of wisdom. And by the way, how do you, how do you know if it's from the Lord? Typically things are, it's, it's a confirmation, right? If somebody give you a word of wisdom. You've already kind of felt it, when they said it, you kind of like, oh yeah, that make, that feels right. That that's the Holy Spirit's ministering to me, telling me the same thing. You, you can test the Spirit. So, uh, a word of wisdom is practical insight, wisdom from the Holy Spirit that can be applied to specific situations or problems in your life. It is different than just godly wisdom for daily living. This is a specific message or word from the Holy Spirit that gives you guidance or direction. Yes, we all can, through the principles in the Bible, have wisdom for our daily living, but this is a specific message that comes to us, uh, that someone gives because they have the gift of the word of wisdom. I may have heard of the word of knowledge. Word of knowledge. How? Is it different than the word of wisdom? These two first two gifts are very interconnected. Uh, many gifts of the Holy Spirit are interconnected. We're going to talk about how they kind of move and flow together. Uh, that's why there's diversity of gifts of the Holy Spirit. So when you look at the word of knowledge, it is a statement inspired by the Holy Spirit that reveals knowledge about either people, circumstances, or biblical truth that would likely not be known unless the Lord had revealed it to you. So it is a word of knowledge. The Holy Spirit does a download and gives you some knowledge that you would not have necessarily had. How does he do that? Anytime somebody gives you a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge, you need to balance that off the word of God. Is that against the word? If it's against the word of God, don't take it. 
if it lines up with the word of God and your spirit testifies with that, then go with it. God gives us spiritual sensitivity to know if things are right. How many of you ever just know when something was right? Somebody told you something, you're just like, yeah. I've been thinking about this. The Holy Spirit's been ministering to me about this. And this is the direction that you have said, and I believe it's the direction that God wants me to go. It's interesting you said the, uh, the prophets in the Old Testament, because this particular gift is very closely aligned with prophecy. Sometimes these gifts, the way they flow, it's hard to tell whether it is it a word of knowledge or is it a word of prophecy. So they kind of ebb and flow with one another. These gifts do. They work together, just like the body works together, right? Uh, and so it causes things to go well. Yeah, definitely discernment works its way in here because anytime we know the Holy Spirit speaks to us, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit for two, this is week three, and we said God speaks, Jesus speaks, the Holy Spirit speaks. And can I tell you, the devil also speaks. So you need to have discernment. Not that that would have been, you know, the devil speaking, but it was for you and not for the whole body. You have something? And that gift, and we're not really talking about that gift tonight, but it's hard sometimes to separate these and talk about them individually because they work within each other. And so it is, sometimes it is ourself. Can I tell you, your life experiences sometimes will cause you to think a certain way that may or may not be right. It is your experience, but it may not be right. So sometimes we have to weed out, is this the Holy Spirit speaking to me? Is this me just thinking this? What is that? And that gift of discernment is essential. What does the Bible say? My sheep know my voice. When we operate within these gifts, that we begin, the more we do it, we begin to understand, okay, this is God moving. This is his voice. This is the way he operates through me. So I know it, it's testifying of itself within my spirit. Gift of faith. This is not just referring to saving faith. Saving faith is the faith that God gives to each one of us. It says that God has given us a measure of faith. I believe that to be that saving faith, that when we hear the gospel of Christ, that it draws us to him and we have faith to believe. It takes faith to believe the gospel, doesn't it? I mean, when you look at the gospel in just the natural eyes and natural thinking, how does it make sense? Somebody's going to die for me? He was sinless and spotless and I was terrible and yet God's going to take his sacrifice of his life for me? That is a measure of faith that God gives us, but that's not what this is talking about. This is a special, supernatural, or exceptional faith that enables a Christian to believe God for extraordinary or miraculous things. Here's an example of the gift of faith. If the doctor said you have this disease, you are going to die from it. The gift of faith can be an operation 
I'm not saying you can just say it, but God can say, no, you're not going to die from that. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to do a miracle in your life. And you choose to believe that. That's not just saving faith. That is faith to believe for a miracle. That's different. Preacher, when you're back, sir, and Linda's got up on Sunday morning and said, I feel led that sons to lay on the altar. And the deacons, I don't remember, or people are... All the men of the church. Okay. Yeah. Right. To me, that was faith. She sure. had an act of faith for the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit spoke to her. She right. explained it away. And I chose to act in faith. You did. You I could have said, no, I don't want to do that. Right? Well, I can't imagine. But, but, no, I mean, but I, I have that choice, right? That's all I'm saying. You have a choice. But instead, I laid on the altar and they prayed for me, and wow. And you could have got worse. You, you, yeah. you could still be. Yeah. But faith is believing what God tells us to do, and we act on uh, In the Bible, it tells us that faith can move mountains, and faith is in operation when miracles are done, these four men carry the paralytic to Jesus. They can't get to him because everybody is wanting to be around Jesus. He's teaching, he's doing miracles, all these things. So they take him up on the roof and they bust their way, I mean, like it's the Dirt had to be coming down through the ceiling onto Jesus while he's teaching and preaching, okay? That's the way those roofs were made. And it says that because of faith that the man was healed, but whose faith was it? I believe it was the people that lowered him. I'm not sure it was the man's faith. Yeah, he allowed them to do that. Yeah, it says their faith. Yeah. They demonstrated faith. Because they went through, they didn't just say, oh, must not be God's will. spoke it to you, you spoke it out in faith, people responded, and God moved. God really touched me. I mean, he, he did a, a great uh, healing in my body. I think that's one of the keys, and we've kind of hit and missed on this, but if we are not obedient to the Lord, then it's like it blocks the path of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit I remember Brother McKinley saying this, and I didn't really know that I fully understood it at the time, but he'd always say the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's a gentleman. He will not force you to do anything. He will love on you. He will prod you. He will present to you what he wants you to do, but he will not force you. Right? We have our own free will. So the Holy Spirit is a gentleman, but when we act in faith, and we say, yes, it doesn't make any sense in the natural sometimes, but I'm going to do it anyway. But if we say, yes, 
say no, the Holy Spirit tells us about that too. Oh yeah, yeah. That's when we get a spiritual spanking when we say no, isn't it? I was reading Mark 2, which is one of the places about the four friends taking the mm-hmm. Last week, and God showed me that every time, and he spoke this today, just watch over every time anyone helped anyone with anything or prayed and carried them to the Lord, we are the four friends. And he knows it. He sees it. It happens all day long on my own. And he just ministered to me about that. The faith and love every time we do anything that someone has a need. What were the what gift were those men operating in? We said faith. Helps. But helps too, right? Hope, charity. Right. They had, it was yeah. for, the greatest is love. They had great right. love. Absolutely. Great love they, was the first. They could have said, man, that's going to be hard work. You're heavy. And I don't want to take my time. And I, yeah, it's going to take time. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be chaotic. I don't want to do that. I mean, they could have said that, right? I think they're great. But they were operating in those gifts of the of of the Lord, right? Uh, <clears throat> so, last one that we'll talk about tonight, so we're going to save some for week after next, is the gifts, plural, gifts of healings. So what are these gifts of healings about? They're given to the church in order to restore physical health by supernatural means. When I say physical health, I believe it incorporates emotional and mental along with that. You see, God, when God heals, it's many times not the body that is in need. Sometimes it's the mind. Sometimes it's the emotions. We, we're, I mean, uh, we, we use the word broken all the time. I'm just broken. Well, my, my bones are put together. What do I mean broken? Well, I'm emotionally a wreck. And that's what people were saying when they're saying, I'm, I'm broken. I'm, you know, I'm all messed up. Well, I believe that this is not just, when they say physical, it incorporates all aspects of our physical needs. If your mind is messed up, you are messed up. If your emotions are all over the place, you cannot live a healthy life. You, you won't sleep. You'll be disturbed. You'll think it, you'll have you paranoid. You'll be all kinds of things that you can be uh, if your mind and emotions are uh, not taken care of. So these are gifts given to the church to restore physical health by supernatural means. We can go to the doctor and God uses doctors. That's not what this gift is about. This is God doing the work of healing through supernatural means, right? Jason, you have a comment? I think, I think a lot of times it's uh, those things that can't be explained away by anything else. Okay, right. Like things you can like visually, like for instance, my dad went to uh, India and prayed over a person who had like, he had no muscle tissue and cartilage and stuff like that. And as they were praying for him, you could see things forming and moving. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of stuff. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Miraculous. It's, it's yeah, my, my leg growing out, I, I think that's a gift of miracle, to be honest with you. But because it wasn't 
there and then throughout more. But there's also, you know, many times we call things a healing when they're a miracle and a miracle when they're healing. So what is a miracle, and they won't get into that, but a miracle is when it is against the nature. So, oh, this gift, notice it's plural. But I believe that the plural is that it is the gift of healing for various illnesses. Not that it's multiple gifts, but that it is healing of multiple or various types of illnesses or diseases. Let's go through these questions real fast just so we can finish up for those who are online. So what is the Greek word for gifts? Plural. Charismata. What is the definition of gift? The favor one receives without any merit of his own or without their own merit. The gifts are meant to work through individual believers for the common good of the church. Uh, number four, according to 1 Corinthians 1 7, God desires that these gifts continue in operation until Christ returns. Question number five, or fill in the blank, all members of the body possess some gift. The, the blank, the Spirit or Holy Spirit distributes the gift distinguished or sovereignly, however you want to say that. All members of the body are useful and needy. Interdependent was the word I was specifically looking for, although that is correct, Carol. We need each other, then he does. Define the following gifts in your own words. I'm not going to ask you guys to, to do that, uh, but I'm going to tell you what I wrote. And if you have something close to this, that's fine. Uh, and these are for your own to look at later anyway. Uh, so a word of wisdom is a message of practical insight and guidance directed by the Holy Spirit. Word of knowledge is a statement inspired by the Holy Spirit that reveals knowledge about people, circumstances, or biblical truth. I'm not sure I said that that they would likely not have known apart from God. Gift of faith. A special, supernatural, or exceptional faith that enables a Christian to believe God for the miraculous. Gifts of healings. A gift given to the church to restore health by supernatural means. And then I just put the plural indicates healing of various illnesses. 